My accent has changed and it's really weird. Really, really, really weird. Uh, all, all my English friends laugh at my English and all my Latvian friends laugh at my Latvian. Uh, my best friend is Russian because I can't speak it. I can only speak a few words and, you know. Uh, but it's good to, if you can laugh at yourself, that's a good thing. So, um, okay, so um, thank you so much for having me here today. I'm going to try and uh, speak as quickly as I can because uh, I know you like that. And um, the elders have said to me, I could speak on whatever I want, uh, which is really dangerous because uh, I haven't been here for two and a half years and it's, it's very easy to kind of go really off the rails. So, uh, today. I'm going to speak about bananas. Uh, this is uh, something I prayed about and uh, I really believe uh, that God wanted me to speak about today. And I wanted to uh, kind of transport you all to Riga and tell you a bit about uh, my life there. And, uh, and, and I'm going to use the banana to tell a story. So... Um, I live in Riga, this is the capital city of Latvia, and uh, at the moment I live with three guys, and uh, you could say that men like to eat food, okay, and uh, one, one of these men in particular, uh, I won't name him, uh, but he's here, uh, really, uh, really enjoys food, and um, I can only describe him as a tank. Uh, when it comes to uh, eating food, like you just see it demolished uh, before your eyes. And uh, one Monday uh, uh, in our flat, and Monday's my day off, so uh, I like to relax. I go to the shop and pick up food for the week and things like that. And uh, I bought some bananas thinking, okay, uh, then if I buy enough bananas, then uh, I can eat them. Uh, this week, I can take one every day at work, and I can buy a couple extra to be generous uh, to my flatmates. Well, uh, in walks uh, Mr. Tank, and uh, and he just starts eating one, and and uh, he didn't even ask. I mean, so he just starts eating one, and. Uh, Oh, what I should tell you at this point is uh, Monday is also a very uh, spiritual day for me and so I'm obviously fasting and uh, reading the Bible and, and I'm looking across at this, this uh, man uh, demolishing a banana uh, and it's quite hard for me because uh, actually I really I wanted to eat that. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he finishes the banana and he, he just drops the skin on the table he doesn't even put it in the bin and he just takes another banana and starts eating that and then I'm getting the madness uh, inside, you know like that feeling uh, when someone's eating all your food <laughs> maybe you don't have this but this is my, my life and <laughs> Uh, and then I just, I'm praying and I'm saying, like, Jesus, uh, aren't you going to do something about this? Um, uh, you know, or, or should, I, should I go and say, you know, pull him up on that? Because I should disciple him and just say, you know. Um, <laughs> this is a true story, by the way. And uh, honestly, in that moment... <laughs> 
It is. God, um, God spoke to me, and he said, go and buy him some more bananas. And I was like, I really, I mean, God, he didn't, God didn't even say please. <laughs> and God, even God is not English. He just said, go and, and buy him some more bananas. So, you know, I was like, okay. And I go and put my coat on because it's minus 20 outside. And uh, trudge through the snow and go and buy uh, another bunch of bananas and, and put them in the bowl. And, uh, and do you know what? I, I, the madness went away. And, and actually, uh, I, I realized um, what I really want to speak to you about today uh, is not bananas. Do you know you can write on bananas? I want to write something. You can try and guess what I'm going to write. <laughs> Dave, maybe you can say it nice and loud so the mic picks it up. Grace. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you can eat it. God's grace is sufficient for you. Do you like bananas? I love them. Great. Have it, please. Um, Grace. Uh, grace is my favourite word. If I can preach on anything, that's what I, what I want to preach on. Uh, I try and preach it every week, and um, really, I think this is this is what it, it's all about. And uh, I want to try and explain to you what what grace is. It's all of God's favour. It's His goodness uh, that's given to us. It's a free gift. Uh, does anyone else want a banana? By the way, just oh, okay. Great, Steve. Like, God has enough uh, grace. Fantastic. Asia. And there. One more. And right at the back. Okay. Thank you. Uh, so God's, God's grace is His, his goodness. His, it's His favor. It's a free gift. It's, it's given completely for free. It's, you don't deserve it. You don't, you don't deserve it. Uh, you don't earn it. There wasn't anything that you, you do uh, together. Even if you don't even uh, say please, uh, you're just sat there. You, you can just eat away. Uh, that's God's grace. Um, but it's, it's utterly life transforming. It's something that, that, does, uh, that changes us, uh, which is something I want to really look at today. Uh, but you know, uh, God's grace uh, ultimately is not really something from me. It's not a banana from me. It's something from God. And I want us to look at that today. We're going to look at a passage in the Bible. It's in the New Testament. It's uh, from one of Paul's letters to uh, a church in Corinth. So the first letter, uh, Corinthians. And we're going to look at chapter 15. Uh, and I'm going to read uh, verses 1 to 11. I'm just going to pray invite the Holy Spirit to come and speak to us. Yeah, Father God, we, we love you. Uh, thank you for your, uh, your presence with us this morning, uh, this afternoon. Uh, Father God, thank you uh, for your grace. And uh, God, even if, if my voice is uh, a little unusual, I, I pray that we would hear your voice. Uh, Father God, I pray, uh, come and speak to us, uh, God, through your word, by your Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Uh, we pray, come, Holy Spirit. Come and uh, open up our, 
our ears and, and our hearts are ready to hear, hear you, uh, God. Jesus, in, in the power of your holy name, I pray. Amen. Okay, now I will read. Now, I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, in which you stand, and by which you are being saved, if you hold fast to the word I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you, as of first importance, what what I also received, that Christ died for our sins, in accordance with the Scriptures, that he was buried, and he was raised on the third day, in accordance with the Scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, then to the Twelve. Then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, and then to all the apostles. Last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me. For I am the least of the apostles, unworthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. And this is the verse I really want to look at today. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is with me. Whether then it was I or they, so we preach, and so you believed. So, first of all, I want to look at uh, the first verse. It's a great place to start. And it says, Now I would remind you, brothers, uh, which was a really interesting uh, thing when I was looking at this, because we tend to think the gospel, the good news uh, about Jesus, is something that we, we say to non-Christians. Uh, and if you're here today and you're, you're not a Christian, uh, that's something uh, I want to explain to you today. And uh, what is the gospel? Um, but also, it's something for Christians here. It says, I would remind you brothers. Uh, so if you're here and you're a Christian, uh, you also need to hear the gospel. Uh, and even if you're a, a preacher, you're a church planter, uh, you also need to hear the gospel. You know, this has uh, been something I had to uh, learn myself. I was really good at, at sharing the gospel with people and reminding my brothers in church, but Sometimes I would forget to tell myself and to listen to it myself. You know, the, the gospel is, is good news. It's something uh, that is good and it's something that is news. It's, uh, it's not a good advice how to live better, but it's a proclamation. It's news of something that God has done. Well, what has he done? It says it here in verses 3 and 4. It says that uh, Christ, that's Jesus, he died for our sins. Uh, our sins are all uh, the wrong things that we've done uh, and also all the, the right things we should have done, we haven't done. And uh, In accordance with scriptures, he was buried. So he, he died he, on the cross. He, he was buried, he was put into a tomb. And then on the third day, he rose again. And, and that's what... Uh, you guys have been celebrating, and we've also been celebrating uh, this last weekend at Easter. This is uh, the gospel that, that Paul speaks of here. And that, that's it. I mean, the gospel is, is massive. It's so massive. I can spend all my life uh, 
learning about it and understanding it and, and seeing how it affects my life. Uh, but this is the, the most important thing that I want you to hear today. So, I want to look at another thing here. It says that Christ died for our sins in accordance with scriptures. Now, uh, when Paul wrote this, that meant uh, all of the Old Testament. So, uh, all of the first half of the Bible, all of that, uh, that was the only Bible they had then. And this somehow was a plan and a purpose of, of something God was going to do. It was all planned ahead. According to the scriptures, uh, this is what, what Christ did. Even that he rose again, again it says that it was in accordance with scriptures. There was something of God's plan in the whole thing that he wants to rescue uh, the lost. He wants to rescue uh, sinners and, and save us. And then uh, we have this most important bit that, that Paul writes about here, the resurrection, the third day uh, when Jesus raised from the dead. And as Foxy said earlier, Jesus is alive. That's, that's why I'm here. You know, that's why I'm speaking to you today. That's why uh, we do the things that, that we do as Christians. And, sorry, you put your phone here to, because I don't have a watch to tell the time and then... People start calling you and texting you. If it's one of you, by the way, I will <laughs> speak to you afterwards. I will give you lots of grace. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, if you're not a Christian, this is the thing you really need to check out. Okay? Who is Jesus? And uh, if you look into history, you will find uh, that even non-Christians will say, Okay, Jesus existed. He's someone, a historical figure. Uh, he lived on the earth and uh, the Romans, uh, they killed him on a cross. But what about this uh, rising on the third day? That's, that's something different. That's, uh, I mean, you don't see that every day. That's something that, you know, that happened in that moment. And uh, if, if you're curious about that, if you're investigating that, uh, I can give you some materials. To, so you can look at that yourself. I can recommend some uh, YouTube videos you can watch. Uh, you can explore that for yourself. And if you're not a Christian, that's something I really recommend you do. What kind of uh, evidence is there for Jesus being raised from the dead? Is, I mean, is there any evidence? I want to have a look at a few things that are even in this passage. Uh, I don't have time to go into all of them today, but here's uh, three that are just really interesting to me. Uh, in verses 4 to 8, um, what's interesting is that even non-Christian historians will tell you that this letter was written 15 to 20 years uh, after Jesus' death. And so, uh, historically, that's, that's very recent. Uh, and uh, here Paul mentions specific people, eyewitnesses, uh, people who actually saw or claimed to see uh, Jesus alive and whose lives were changed by that. Uh, and you could, uh, technically, if you heard this letter, you could go and ask them. You could go and find uh, these people and go and ask them and say, okay, is it true? Have you... Uh, is Jesus alive? Like, t tell me what happened. And you could check the story for yourself. Now, uh, the first one he mentions is uh, Cephas. That's Peter. He was one of the disciples. And uh, this is great because um, 
Peter later became uh, one of the, the, the f- fathers of the church, one of the, the first guys uh, to lead the church. And uh, I love Peter. I mean, when you, when you read through the Gospels, uh, so the Mark, Matthew, Luke and John, um, you discover that Peter was not... Well, he doesn't come out very well in these stories. So, for example, Jesus welcomes... Jesus is walking on water, and he welcomes Peter to come out of the boat, and, and Peter starts sinking, okay? And uh, another time... Uh, Peter is he's talking with Jesus and then he says something really bad and then Jesus has to rebuke him and says uh, get behind me Satan so like Peter really doesn't come off very well later on uh, when Jesus is arrested uh, Peter gets a bit carried away with a sword and chops off someone's ear and then Jesus has to fix it on then when Jesus is, um, is sent to be crucified, Peter uh, denies Jesus three times. He, he denies that he even knew him. So Peter really doesn't come across very well. Now, if I was a church leader back then, and I was telling people uh, this story, then I would probably go back through them and I would check and maybe edit some of those bits out because it doesn't make me sound very good. But Peter didn't do that. Peter seemed very happy to uh, preach this gospel uh, that basically says he's an idiot, and uh, and that uh, he he even would die uh, proclaiming this good news. He would even go to death saying this Jesus is alive. And that makes me think that this story must be true. And Peter doesn't care too much that he comes out looking like an idiot. He, he actually understands that Jesus is the real hero uh, of the Gospels. And uh, that's what it, it's all about. It's all about Jesus. The second one, it says here, is uh, it, it says he appeared to f- uh, 500 people at the same time. So you could go and ask them. Then it says James. Now, James was one of Jesus' brothers, um, which... I don't know about any of you. Anyone here got a sister or a brother? Okay. Uh, now, tell me, what happens when one of your sisters or brothers says that they are God? Uh, has this ever happened to you? Usually, in my experience, it, I have two brothers. It, it means that somebody get, gets a thumb. Okay, because you, we know, I know that you're not God, you know. You're my brother. Now, that was actually the reaction of a lot of Jesus' family. They, uh, they weren't convinced uh, when he was first on earth. Even though he did lots of miracles, uh, they weren't convinced. But after the resurrection, uh, they were convinced. In fact, uh, James uh, then goes on to, uh, again, be one of these uh, leaders in the church. He even writes uh, a book of the Bible uh, and says, you know, that he, he really believed you know, that Jesus was God. The third one uh, that I want to talk about is Paul. Paul, who actually wrote this letter. Paul was a persecutor of the church. He hated uh, the early church. He was even present when they were stoning to death uh, Stephen, one of the first Christians. And uh, he was called Saul back then. You can read this story in the book of Acts. 
and Paul was radically changed. He was completely transformed. He was like, he was going this way, he was persecuting the church, and he just flips around. He meets Jesus, he flips around, and then he's starting churches. He goes from trying to kill off churches to traveling the world and starting churches. You can read that through the whole book of Acts. It's an incredible story. What is it that changed these men? What is it that changed them? I believe it's the grace of God. And that is uh, what we're looking at here in verse 10. It says, But by the grace of God, I am what I am. This grace towards me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, that's the other apostles. Though it was not I, but the grace of God that is with me. Paul, if you look at his life, he lived a really crazy life. So, one time Paul is preaching and somebody falls asleep, falls out the window and dies. I mean, I'm really grateful that has never happened to me when I'm preaching. I mean, no, some people have fallen asleep, but no one's fallen asleep and died. But then Paul goes, and he seems so relaxed about it, and goes and raises this person from the dead. Uh, Paul traveled to many different countries and planted churches. I can tell you guys, going to a different country and planting a church is not an easy thing. How do you, how do you do these things? How do you raise the dead? I don't know, I've not done that. But Paul did it. Paul did it. He healed the sick. It says that signs and wonders, they just followed him. They followed him wherever he went. Even uh, people took his handkerchiefs and they were healed with them. I mean, this is incredible stuff. Paul was someone who was completely changed by the grace of God. The grace of God, as I said before, I'd say it again, it's all of God's goodness. It's, it's good. It's all His favor. It's like all His goodness. It's all the good stuff of God. And it's given uh, to us for free because of what Jesus has done. It's given to us as a gift. It's a gift. Uh, to us. And it, it's utterly life transforming. It, it's not just God's niceness uh, towards us, but it's something that gets inside and then transforms us from the inside out. There's three ways that I believe this happens. The first one is that God changes our identity. That's in uh, here, verse 10. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. By the grace of God, I am what I am. So it's not by the grace of God, I, I do what I do. But first, it's by the grace of God, I am what I am. It changes uh, something about us. It changes uh, who I am. It changes who I am. So uh, one verse I can tell you, 2 Corinthians 5.17. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, if anyone is a Christian, if you become a Christian today... My mic's gone? No, it's back on. Uh, This is what will happen to you. It says, if anyone is in Christ, behold, you are a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. Now, uh, I believe there's probably some uh, Bible scholars here who can tell you what it means in the Greek. Let me tell you what it means in the Greek. You are a new creation. That's what it means. You are 
a new creation. You are something new. You, whatever you were, you're not that anymore. You're something new. That's what it means. You're a new creation. You are a child of God. That's what we've been singing about this morning, this afternoon. I sang about it this morning as well. Because I'm a child of God. I'm happy about that. I'm happy. I'm a son of God. It says it in Romans 8.15. That the Spirit of God comes inside of me and cries out, Abba Father. Do you know, I know so many Christians who forget this. You are a child of God. If you're a Christian here today, you are a child of God. You can't get anything better than that. You, you can search all over the world, but you will not find anything better than being a child of God. Do you know what? Uh, I guarantee there's so many of you here today, uh, and I'm, the, you, your earthly father wasn't up to scratch. Your earthly father... Uh, maybe it uh, was even a really bad example. To you. Maybe you didn't even know uh, your earthly father. Uh, maybe uh, you you knew him, but you didn't like him. He was abusive. Uh, he was reluctant. Uh, he was a Scrooge. He was stingy uh, with money. Uh, uh, he was angry uh, towards you. You know, I want to tell you today, you can meet your heavenly father, you can meet your true dad, you can meet the one we were singing about this afternoon, and you can know, I'm a child of God, I'm a child of God, you can know, I'm a son, I'm a daughter, it doesn't matter what anyone says to me, I'm utterly loved by the father, you can know that you are a saint, you are a saint, maybe you think the saints are just some Catholic people hundreds of years ago. Okay, no, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says, if you become a Christian, you're a saint. Paul wrote another letter to the Ephesians, and the first uh, two or three chapters, the first half, is all about who you are in Christ. And he says to the saints in Ephesians, he says to all of you in the church in Ephesus, you are saints. That's what you are. That is who you are. And then... Only after that does your behavior change. Who you are changes. God comes. He, he, he savages your Twitter account and your Facebook account. And he changes your status. He changes you to a new creation. A child of God. A saint. The second thing he does here is he says uh, that the grace of God was not in vain. It was not in vain. It, it had a purpose. It, did, it actually did something. It did something in me. And, and it started to change what I did. Okay, So it changed me. But then it started to change uh, what I did. It says that he went on. I worked harder. I, I did. Like, Paul did stuff. You know? Like, Paul did stuff. Okay? He, you can read it in the book of Acts. You can read all the adventures he went on. And this was because he knew who he was. He knew who he was. He knew who God really wanted him to be. And then he, he went and did things. When you become a Christian, this is what happens to you. You, cha- you are changed who you are. And then your behavior kind of catches up. Uh, your behavior catches up. And, and this, this is what happens through your whole life. Okay, so uh, do you know what? Sometimes even I s- still sin. 
Okay? Believe it. Okay? You might, you might look and think, that's the guy at the front. Of course, he doesn't do anything wrong. Well, I do. Okay? Uh, but do you know what? God is changing me. He's, he's changing me, and he, he's changing me in lots of different ways. But he will change you too. He will change you too. Let me tell you some ways he will change you. He will... His grace leads you into holiness. Okay, so you will actually, you, you will start to do things that you never used to do. You will start, you will start praying. And you're like, well, I never used to do that. You know, you will start reading the Bible and you think, well, I used to think the Bible was boring. But then you just find yourself opening it and you're, you're reading it. You will find, you, you start becoming just more generous with your bananas and your money, and all of your stuff. You know, it says in, in Acts 2, 42 to 46, that they devoted themselves to sharing all their stuff. And I've sat in a room with, with some people, and everyone looked at me like I was saying something really crazy. But do you know what they did? Do you want to hear what they did? They started borrowing all my stuff. They started saying, can I borrow your DVD? And I was like, yeah, you can. And then they said, oh, you know, I really wanted to make a curry and I see that you've got all these wonderful spices that you've got from England. Can I borrow some of them? Yeah, you can, you can. And do you know what? Everyone started borrowing all my stuff, but they tried to tell me that we couldn't share all of our things. Well, we can. We can, by God's grace. We change, and you start going, it's, they're not my bananas, they're God's bananas. And so if they're God's bananas, they, they belong to all of us. We can share all of our bananas. <laughs> you, do you know another thing that will change? You will start forgiving people. Oh, this is wonderful. This is really good. It's really good. Do you know yesterday, this, this woman we met in Luton uh, train station, I mean, she didn't like me. <laughs> and she, she really just told me that I'd bought all the wrong tickets. And, uh, and today I, I, I realized, you know, I need to forgive that woman. I just, I need to forgive her. And I did. And I can just let it go. And uh, I'll, forget it. I'll forget about it. But, you know, there's deeper things. There's deeper things that, uh, that you and I, we need to forgive people of. And by the grace of God, uh, we can do that. By the grace of God, we can do that. Now, here's the third thing. Paul says that he worked harder than any of the apostles. Like I said, Paul did some crazy stuff. I mean, he suffered uh, incredibly. He, he took beatings uh, for Jesus. He got shipwrecked uh, for Jesus. He, uh, I, I mean, he, su- he suffered something, but he did some stuff. He did some stuff. And uh, this is the way I try and understand this is grace doesn't just change what you do. Grace will change what you are able to do. Do you know, you guys, uh, I want to tell you, you're going to do some things that you never thought you would be able to do. And that is the grace of God. And Paul says, he, I mean, it sounds like he's showing off, doesn't it? It sounds like, well, I worked harder than all the other apostles. Uh, uh, but then he, he's not. He's, he's, he's boasting about Jesus. He's boasting, actually, it's the grace of God that enabled me to do these things. Look, I can't come here and tell you that I've got hundreds of amazing testimonies uh, from Riga. I don't, okay? I'm not going to lie to you. But I've got a few. 
Okay, I've got a few stories, uh, which I don't have time to tell now, but there's things that I've seen God do. Uh, and there's times when I've gone to bed and gone, I don't know how I did that. I, I mean, I, I couldn't do that in my own strength, what I, I did today. That wasn't, like at the start of the day, that wasn't what I planned to do. Okay, I planned to just go to work and, you know, come home and eat whatever food's left. But God, he just, he just sometimes changes our plans. And you find yourself in these situations where he, he uses you. And, and you're like, uh, I've got a friend, she, um, she doesn't like praying out loud. And uh, we, were, we were talking about it. And do you know what? Um, I was talking with her and her husband and... And uh, and then at the end of our time, just talking and together, uh, we were praying. And do you know when when this woman prays, just wow, you know the presence of God. And I was like, uh, listen, can I just tell you, when you pray, uh, some something happens, and you, you know you, the things that you feel weak in, often the things that God is strong in the God, the things that you know Paul says though I'm weak I'm strong in those things and there's things where I think I can't do this uh, there's been times uh, honestly when I've been I don't think I can do this anymore I I just uh, you know I'm just being honest but somehow I'm still doing it you know yeah. Steph asked can you speak a bit about endurance I, I honestly, I can't tell you how I keep going. <laughs> it's the grace of God. It's the grace of God. I don't, uh, I can tell you loads of little things that I do. I, I pray and I read the Bible and I fellowship with others and listen to some sermons and chat with some guys and, you know, eat lots of sweets and try and have fun. Um, but it's the grace of God. It's the grace of God that will enable you to do what he wants you to do. Okay, I'm, uh, I'm going to finish now. Um, I believe that there's a few things God wants to say to some people here, so uh, I'm just going to share uh, some of those things I believe God just put on my heart this morning. Uh, I believe that there's people here, and uh, i got two words Unfulfilled dreams. I believe uh, there's people here who you, you've had a dream. You, you know what it is God wants you to do. Uh, and you started doing it. And then it, it went wrong, so you stopped. And you've got unfulfilled dreams. And I believe uh, God wants you uh, to pick up those things again and start doing them again. Um, I believe uh, there's some people here, maybe you're new and you're just, uh, you've just been kind of on the fringes of the church and, and not really uh, got stuck in. And I have this word stretch for you. I believe you maybe just doubt that you could do anything. You just think, oh, well, I could, uh, uh, I could sit on the back row. Yeah, that's about what I can do. Do you know God's got plans for your life? 
and uh, they're much bigger than that. There are things that he really wants you to do, and he will equip you by his spirit. He will give you uh, gifts of his spirit in order to do them. Uh, and if you chat with some uh, the guys leading here, they were more than happy to help you. You know, I can say that as as someone who leads things. I just love helping people do what what they believe God's called them to do. Like that that's what uh, leaders are here for. They're here to serve. Um, there's one other uh, thing I really felt uh, from God this, speaking to me this morning um, that somebody has um, and uh, just a really incredible fear of fire and um, maybe from like something that happened to you uh, in your childhood uh, or in your past uh, there was like a, an accident involving fire and uh, I believe God really wants to bring healing uh, to you. There'll be um, a prayer team here. And if, if any of those things are you, or uh, if you want to talk more about any of the things I've spoken about today, if you want to become a Christian today, you want to uh, choose to follow Christ, um, then come and find one of the leaders here. Come and find me or um, the people you've seen up the front here. Uh, come and speak to them, or maybe you came with a friend today. Ask them uh, some questions. Everyone will be really happy uh, to help you. Uh, Foxy, maybe uh, we can go back into some worship. Yeah, great. Uh, I'm just going to pray uh, for you guys, and then we're going to uh, launch back in. Ben, do you want to come up? Yeah, Father God, we we love you. We love you, Father God. Thank you uh, that you you chose us to be your children. And uh, thank you. Uh, the gospel is adoption uh, through propitiation. Thank you, uh, Jesus, for what you've done, dying on the cross uh, for my sins. Thank you, uh, Jesus, that you rose again, uh, that you conquered sin and death and Satan. And uh, thank you, Jesus. You, it didn't end there. You, you welcomed us in uh, to your family. You call us a brother. You call us friend. And uh, Father God, you call us as sons and daughters. Thank you, uh, Father God. We love you and, and we praise you. Uh, Jesus, I pray uh, that anything that I, I've spoken of uh, today that has just hit someone's heart, uh, I pray let them... And meet you now as we sing these songs. Uh, let us all know uh, more of your your grace, <laughs> God. We want uh, we want to know more of your grace. Uh, even I do, God. Uh, tell me more about your grace. I pray, uh, Jesus, in in your name, Amen.